Welcome to Inclusive Gathering Birmingham. My name is Danielle and my pronouns are she, her. If you've been with us before, you know that we are a fairly new church community that's set up around this idea that inclusion is God's idea and that one of the ways that we can learn more about God and one another is through thinking about how we radically include one another. And that means getting to grips with the differences in the way that we are, the way that we're made, um, and learning how to deal with conflict and um, to resolve things and forgive one another and help each other learn. We often call ourselves a learning community. And we're particularly in a series at the moment where we're diving into some of these different areas of inclusion that are really important to us to help us learn and understand from one another how we can love better. So today we're actually, today is Pentecost, which if you're not from a churchy background, um, it is um, the day in the Christian calendar where we think about the fact that uh, when Jesus left the earth, he left his spirit with the people that he left behind uh, and to empower them to do good work, he said, even beyond what he was able to do when he was with us. So um, today we're talking quite a lot about the Holy Spirit. And actually, one thing that you might not know is that there's a group within Inclusive Gathering that have been doing some wrestling and exploring this idea of the role of the Holy Spirit in the lives of us now, especially many of us who've gone through periods of deconstruction and evolution in our faith. Um, you know, maybe from church backgrounds where, you know, the, the Spirit was thought of in, in different ways. And how do we how do we relate to that now? What do we believe the power of the spirit is in this life? Does it, how do we see it manifest itself and work? And, and so I don't think we have um, some clear cut answers, but I love that there's a group of folks that are, that are exploring this idea and they're going to be sharing a little bit with you about the Holy Spirit later on. Um, one thing that I want to say, the reason why we see this as part of a series on inclusion is that often many of us have experienced that the Holy Spirit has been something in and of itself that has been used as a source of exclusion. So if you don't experience the spirit in this way, that means you, you don't belong with us or your, your faith isn't strong enough. And that has been a source of pain for a number of people or doubt about themselves or doubt about how they relate to God. So um, that's one of the things we're wrestling a bit with today. And there'll be some time afterwards to talk. Hi, my name is Lizzie and I'm a member of Inclusive Gathering Birmingham. As part of our regular worship, we like to have a question for sharing. It's a way of creating connection and community. If you feel comfortable, you can share your answers in the Facebook Live chat and share with others. So our question um, for this week is in, what ways have you felt God close to you? Personally, I feel God close to me in lots of different ways. I particularly feel God when I'm in nature and I've also had some significant mental health challenges and I felt God with me in the therapy room but I also really feel God when I'm in my community and I'm connecting with others. I'm gonna pray a few words of prayer now if you'd like to join with us you're very welcome to from wherever you are um, or if you're not somebody that prays it's totally fine too to just let the words flow over you. Uh, this was written by someone named Reverend Emily Swan. Spirit of Jesus, come with fire that refines, water that refreshes, wind that topples, breath that fills. Kindle a global revival of empathy, justice, and active peacemaking. Birth a witness of love that is bigger and better than we inherited. 
liberate us from privilege and oppression, unshackle the gospel from nationalism, colonialism, white privilege, and every other lens that shrouds the good news. Give us an abundance of grace for others and for ourselves. Grant us compassion for those who suffer. Free us from the influence of money, power, and acclaim. Allow us the rest we need. Enable us to see you in each person we encounter. Show us mercy in our humanity. Let us love more fully than we thought possible. Let us trust and follow the wisdom of those who have been marginalized. Let us persevere in creating safe places of worship to eat bread and drink wine together. Let us stand for love and with love, following the way of your son as we're best able. Let us not fear an experiential spirituality. Let us listen to the wondrous bodies you gave us. Let us hear your voice and tangibly feel you with us. Let us discern your guidance. Let us abide in and with you. Show us what you're doing so we can work together. Move where you will, when you will, in whatever way you will. Come, Holy Spirit, and restore your church. Amen. Hi, I'm David, a member of the community here at Inclusive Gathering. Today's reading is from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4, about when the Spirit fell on the day of Pentecost. In a moment, a few of us uh, who are from Pentecostal and charismatic backgrounds, uh, who have been getting together to talk and pray about these things, will discuss this passage and what it might mean for our community. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each one of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Uh, Faith, you want to say something about yeah. uh, that experience of uh, that the early uh, disciples had of the Holy Spirit? Sure. So um, Pentecost Sunday um, marks um, the day of Pentecost, which is in uh, the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles in chapter two, which is kind of the sequel to uh, Luke. Luke and Acts were written together, even though they don't appear next to each other if you're if you're looking at the Bible, but they're believed they're like one longer story. And so Pentecost was actually um, the festival was celebrated uh, by Jews. So it was um, it's a festival that um, Jews uh, would have been celebrating anyway, uh, but it took on a new meaning because after Jesus's ascension, when he ascended, he promised the disciples that um, the Holy Spirit would come upon them. And that's what happened at the day of Pentecost. And it was a very sensory experience. So um, people had visions. They saw these uh, tongues as of fire, like descending on people and whatever mm. that means. And then uh, what happened was there was these people from all over and all different countries and languages. And um, 
those who are gathered were able to speak in um, all these different languages as the spirit gave them ability. And so it's this idea that there was this really sensory and emotional and surprising outpouring of the spirit. And um, that's, that's what we celebrate. And that's um, what my supervisor, Wolfgang von Deil, you know, he likes to call it the birthday of the church. And so that's the point at which the uh, disciples were empowered by this, this outpouring to, to boldly share the gospel. And that's what it's really about is just um, the spirit empowering disciples to share the gospel. And that's what we can still share in today. And so uh, some of us um, in this group have come from more either charismatic or Pentecostal type backgrounds that kind of um, like to think of themselves in some way connecting with that narrative of Pentecost. And, and we were going to kind of share some of our experiences with that today. And as it kind of ties to this idea of what it means to receive the Holy Spirit and share Jesus. So... Yes, so um, back in back in the seventies, when I was a teenager, um, my first experience of the Holy Spirit was um, at a friend's house. We we had some very good friends who had a guest house, and they would um, have church groups come down for their holiday away on the Isle of Wight for their, their weekend away. Great great place to have a church holiday, and. Um, Next to the house, there was a hall, brethren meeting hall in actual fact, which they were allowed to use for any meeting of any group that came down. And people came from every denomination. And one day I was invited to join in with a meeting in this hall. And um, they were, um, I'd, I haven't even got a clue what church it was, let alone what denomination it was, but they were... Um, praying during that meeting for people to be baptized in the spirit and everybody was just standing around literally standing in a circle and singing a song and there were these, these few people going around and um, just praying for people one at a time and as people as they prayed for people these everybody people started praying in tongues um, so they got to me and I thought oh, I want some of that so um, they said do you want me to pray for you so I said yes and um, I thought, well, I'll perhaps I ought to try this praying in tongues thing. And then, so I just started speaking this, more or less what I'd heard over the other side of the room. It wasn't like, and I didn't actually feel at that point any more connected with God than I was already. So I was really, it was a really sort of close place of worship where I was, uh, was feeling quite connected with God to start off with. But... Um, after after that event, um, so, uh, later, I was sort of just trying to speak in, in these tongues again and really felt God take over. And at that point, that became a prayer, a proper prayer, just between me and God and became something that was a lot more than that. And I was just laughing and laughing and laughing. And that joy that I felt then went on for weeks weeks and weeks and, and just sort of then gradually started to go into something a lot more um i don't know i don't know how to describe it um hello perhaps obviously net's given you an indication of 
how some of us have experienced the Holy Spirit. And rather than repeat that, although many of those things have happened to me in the past and they've been quite um, seminal events, really, they've been real milestones in my Christian journey. But I wanted to just think about how what the Holy Spirit can mean to all of us, whether we ascribe to the kind of Pentecostal charismatic beliefs or, or not. And, you know, going back to Acts 2, it talks about how, uh, as Faith has said, you know, like tongues of fire appeared on, on people's heads and they could hear the works of God in their own language. And for me, that's, that's what the Holy Spirit's about. It's giving us the ability to speak to each other in a language that we understand in a way that only God can fuse us all together. You know, the Holy Spirit is like the glue between us as as the body of Christ, the thing that unites us, the person that unites us. And I know that um, it also talks about the idea that that with having an awareness of the Holy Spirit comes wisdom. Um, there are some uh, theologians who talk about the Holy Spirit as being like Sophia, linked to the goddess of wisdom and that the Holy Spirit brings wisdom to people. And I found that in my own life both through learning things and also on those occasions seemingly to supernaturally be able to understand things beyond what i've read um and uh, you know jesus said that you know that he would go away and the comforter would come and and you know for me the holy spirit isn't just about the 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 signs and the wonders but it's about the comfort that the holy spirit brings that that the Holy Spirit is able to um, bring an additional help and security that sometimes we cannot source from other people. And those are some of the things that I, I'm thinking about today when I think about Pentecost Sunday. Um, and not just wisdom, but power. Um, the words of Jesus indicate that you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, you can tell I'm old school Pentecostal background, um, that the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be my witnesses. And that idea that, you know, may the Holy Spirit kind of equip me to live a life where I want to, where where I'm more Christ-like. And I think that all of us, regardless of where we're at, whether we ascribe to Pentecostal or charismatic teachings or, or whether we don't, all of us seek to look at the example of Jesus and think about the good things that Jesus did so that we can be more like that. Mm. And the other verse in the Bible that I'm thinking about is, um, is the idea that the Holy Spirit brings something to life inside us. Authorised mm. version talks about it's the spirit that quickens and uh, it's the same word that's used when um, the the babe leapt in Elizabeth's womb. It's that idea that actually that there's something that comes to life when we uh, understand and when we almost unpack what the Holy Spirit means. Now, I've obviously said a lot of things that there's a lot in all of what we've discussed there, but may we all kind of have that understanding that that the Holy Spirit is is the thing that holds us together. It's the gift to the church. It's he is she is the gift to the church. 
the thing that brings us wisdom, power, and the outward signs of that, the, the fruits of the spirit, you know, Cov Group at the moment, we're looking at the fruits of the spirit one by one and thinking about the evidence of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. And that and that's the important thing for me is that during Pentecost Sunday, you know, that the Holy Spirit is evident in my life. Um, I wanted to add something because um, I like that you brought up evidence because you all were talking about having these great experiences, but myself also growing up mm. old school Pentecostal, I didn't have those for a long time um, until I, actually after I left the church, uh, in part because the theology I was raised with, it was like, God scared me. And I think um, when when we talk about things like um, speaking and praying, praying in tongues, which is a gift I received much later, like um, that there's a real intimacy to that and trust. And I think um, what can happen is depending on how we understand God and how our church preaches God, if like God is scary. It's like, I didn't want to have that kind of intimacy with God because that it was terrifying to me. And so um, when you were talking about evidence in my church, like evidence was demonstrating that you had the ability to speak in tongues. But, you know, guess what? I was terrified of God and didn't want to be that close to God. So I, I just didn't speak in tongues. And then I thought, am I not connected to God and led to all kinds of problems? But for me um, to be able uh, to have that that kind of connection required me actually leaving the church and investigating like all kinds of other religions and um, and then being able to come back um, and be in a pl place where I could ask questions and and be able to to gain trust in God and then after that um, I, I did have a lot of like really intense uh, experiences of Jesus and experiences of the Holy Spirit and like you were saying, David, I think it was more in the context of how I was with other people and how other people were with me that like I was able to trust God enough to to be able to connect with God in that way and, you know, want to share Jesus and not be afraid of God. Yeah, I think that's really important, Faith, that that idea that it isn't necessarily the same for everyone else. I, I think God treats everyone, everyone differently in, in um in lots of different ways. I think an important aspect is that we hold these, and for me anyway, has been holding these with a lot more humility. I mean, I think I've had a lot of 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 dogmatism and and certainty in the past that slowly I've begun have questioned and and had doubts. And um, so, so, for example, I I I, I still to this day I, I I speak in in other tongues. And I interpret those tongues, and um, there's been experiences that I've had in the past. And sometimes, so I will pray something in another language, and I will pray it in English, and feel, yeah, that's the interpretation. Sometimes I've had incredible doubts about that, and going, "Am I just making this up? Is this just just me?" But but I've felt that useful. I've felt that is how God has has drawn me into to praying in those ways the holy spirit has some role in in showing us what god is like um teaching us more about this kind of divine loving presence and um, healing us in all sorts of different ways 
Um, but I guess it's just unraveled a lot more as as all of my faith has had more questions than answers. Um, and that is also profound. And I think that was years ago. And now I don't have so much of a, this is a Holy Spirit session, or this is what the Holy Spirit is like, or this is how I'm supposed to know God. I, I don't know. But what I know is that it's much, much broader than I ever understood. And um, that some of the ways that people almost maybe appropriate <laughs> God's presence and try and recreate it or try and add burden to it. And actually there is a, if you get that feeling of like a heaviness or an oppression, you know, just that that's not what God is like. <laughs> but the, the liberating and welcoming safe space um, that I know that we create for each other as part of a, a community. You know, that's that's what God is always doing for us. Um, and so now I think, for example, I'll be in the garden. I was digging to to plant a tree and had this overwhelming sense of God in the earth. And that would have really freaked me out before because, you know, creation is not God. And, and But everything is blurred for me. And I felt this presence just in, in the dirt and just cried and cried and just felt so cared for. It was really strange. Um, and so I think, yeah, if you're someone like me, it's <laughs> probably uh, quite emotional anyway and, you know, has these these feelings every now and then, but other people are not at all like that. And there's no comparison. It, you know, it's not like this is a way of encountering. Um, and, and so, yeah, I think for me, it's just that... Um, hosting space for each other to ask these questions, talk about our experiences, be confused about them, but also trust together in, in, in the love of God that holds us and is totally up for the journey through the jungle um, uh, and to discover beautiful things. I think God only gives us good things. So yeah, that would be my take on it. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, my name's Joel. Every week we do a love feast and it is a just a simple practice where we share food together, uh, giving us a sense of belonging, of sharing, of hospitality, of our friendship. And so it's kind of a special time. We've been, we, we did it when we were together in person, but also um, online. And so this week, um, it's time for some fruit, isn't it? You know, it seems a bit of a obvious one, but we're thinking about the Holy Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit, lots of different fruits, plums, cherries, grapes, strawberries. So I'm just going to say a, a little prayer, and you, then we're going to have uh, we're going to share the love feast. Now, grab whatever you have. Uh, maybe you already have a little snack planned, but um, it's not really relevant exactly what you're eating, just that we're sharing and we're, we're eating at the same time. So grab something and let me pray.
Lord of the universe, thank you for all those wonderful flavors, all the different beautiful smells right here. And be with us today as we think about your spirit, how your spirit breathes, connects us, empowers us, makes our lives fruitful. Amen. So, what shall we do here? Ah, the kiwi. Elemental by Gerard Kelly You catch us when our heart is fading You warm us when our love is cooling You ignite us, enlighten us, consume us, refine us You are fire and we welcome your flame You fill the space we make for you. You shape the lives immersed in you. You cleanse us, refresh us, flow through us, renew us. You are water and we submit to your tide. You feed the seeds we plant in you. You strengthen roots laid deep in you. You hold us, sustain us, nourish us, bring life to us. You are earth, and in you we ground our being. You fill the lungs of those who draw on you. You fill the sails of those who wait for you. You carry us, move us, lift us, caress us. You are air, and to breathe of you is life. Burn us, fire of heaven. Wash us, holy water. Grow us, ground of our being, inspire us, breath of God, remake us, great creator, in your elemental image. Thanks for joining us today. Next week, we're um, continuing this series on inclusion and we're looking at um, institutional racism in the church and we'll be talking with talking about Azariah France Williams book Ghost Ship as we do that and drawing on some some conversation that he's been having and David Derbyshire is going to be leading us in um, kind of a discussion of that afterwards in the Zoom so if that's something that's really been burdening your hearts as it has been for many of us we want to uh, constantly be learning and growing and how we are anti-racist as a community and what that looks like for us and how that is part of what it looks like for us to be spiritual beings that follow Jesus is to, to love one another by actively resisting racism. Um, if you'd like to be part of that discussion, it'd be great to come next week. 
Some of you may have read the book, Ghost Ship, and that's great, and that will help add to our discussion. But if you haven't read the book, don't worry at all. There's also um, a podcast about uh, Ghost Ship that you'd be really welcome to listen to. You don't have to listen to that either. You can get plenty out of the discussion, whatever you bring with it. So then the following week, very excitingly, we have the 6th of June, our first in-person live streamed gathering from the Church of Cars Lane since the start of the pandemic. So I want to say, like, we're quite excited about this step, but we recognize that it's totally not for everybody. And we don't want to feel anyone to feel pressured to come along if you are feeling that it's not right for you right now. No excuses needed. You, or, you know, many of you are also coming from quite far away. So please don't feel like you're going to be missing things if you if you aren't with us. We are going to be live streaming with some brand new equipment we've got to hopefully make it quite an interactive um, experience. And we're going to just keep learning about how we do this kind of hybrid idea of church well. And uh, so, yeah, pretty soon we're going to be sharing info about like what to expect when you get to the space and hopefully we'll answer all of your questions. But for now, if you'd like to come, we need you to book your spot on Eventbrite. There's, there's going to be a link that's shared and it's also on the Facebook event for the 6th of June. Um, that's just so that we make sure we don't exceed the amount of people that we are able to have in the room. So that's it. Um, hope you'll see it to see you on Zoom at 5.15. I'm just going to finish with the blessing that we share every week. May we live fully, may we love wastefully, and may we have the courage to be all that God has created us to be. We'll see you soon.